Welcome to Rolling the Dice. This is Marina, Johanna, Julianne, and Frida. <laughs> that just reminded me of Dan Schneider. Do you, do you guys know who Dan Schneider is? Yeah, yeah. He, he did the iCarly shit, right? Wait, wasn't he a pedo? He was a yeah. pedo? Yeah. He's yeah. a pedophile. I'm sad. Dude, that is, that is absolutely horrendous. Anyway, we're talking about content that we consumed as a child. Yes, that is indeed today. what we're doing. Okay, wait, Loki, as soon as you said, think of something that traumatized you when you were little, I think one of the first movies I remember watching, like, while well, I was watching being like, yeah, this is pretty traumatizing, was um, uh, Pants Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro. Oh? <clears throat> Bro, that wait, wait, Marina and I watched it recently, and like it was traumatizing for me, even though I'm like 20. <laughs> wait, wait, how was it traumatizing? Um, so as to not spoil anything, um, well, two things. First of all, there's a part that is violently graphic in a violent way. Um, like basically, wait, this guy gets like, like his snow smashed, smashed into his face and just killed. Yeah, he's like, he gets a shit beat out of him. Uh, but yeah, like, and it's pretty graphic, because, like, the camera angle was, like, right facing his profile, so you can see how his face is just, like, smush in, uh, which is pretty disgusting. And, like, his, I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, one of his family members was watching as it happened. Um, and then also, like, Guillermo del Toro is known for, like, being, like, he directed, like, Hellboy and, like, you know, there's The Shape of Water. Like, he's known for having, like, cool alien-ish creatures in his movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's uh, a character in his movie also known as The Pale Men. And, ugh, the scene, if you watch Pants Labyrinth, and you know what I'm talking about, the scene with The Pale Men is just... <clears throat> the Pale Men looks like what I imagine... <laughs> actually um yes it looks a certain way wait i i thought the pale man was disgusting but he didn't like traumatize me i think the other scene that traumatized me is when um the guy like rips his mouth oh <gasps> wait yeah, yeah when um uh, maria i think that was her name right when maria like puts like i feel like we're spoiling a lot but like this guy gets his you just have to watch it if you haven't watched it, i don't want to spoil it but yeah it's like violently graphic Pan's Labyrinth's definitely one of the first. Oh, also, sorry, the never-ending story. Has anybody watched the never-ending story? Wait, no. I was thinking of that. Are you talking about the the horse? Okay, first, Arthax. Yes, Arthax that And this is popular culture, so I don't care if I spoil it. Uh, but Arthrax, or Arthrax, I don't remember what the horse's name was, drowning in the pond of seven. <laughs> it's both hilarious and traumatizing um but actually i think just the whole aesthetic of the movie and all the creatures in it and like the flying dog the appa but the flying dog was also low-key traumatizing it was just so ugly (laughs) (laughs) it was traumatizing because it was ugly yeah did y'all watch Coraline when you were little i still haven't confused oh you guys haven't yeah i haven't I watched, like, part of it when I was little, but I didn't watch the movie in full until, like, recently. Bro, I remember, um, I watched it in movies, and I watched it in 3D, and, like, it was so, there was this one scene that was incredibly disturbing. It was, like, um, it was, like, the dad had, like, the buttons or whatever, and then, um, like, he was playing the piano. I think this is a scene. And it was like either like a very sad song or like a like a very unsettling song. I forgot, but it was like the piano was like coming out towards you, and it was very creepy. I was really creeped out afterwards. And afterwards, I like ever since then, like I got really creeped out by dolls, and I haven't been able to look at them the same. <laughs> Wait, are you watching Coraline in 3D sounds like an experience. I still really want to watch it for the culture, you know what I mean? I really, really want to watch it. I should watch it soon, actually. I've been meaning to. I still have that time. Wait, Coraline's a Tim Burton movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tim Burton. <laughs> Wait, I saw Unrelated again, but I saw that I watched this TikTok the other day 
And it was like this guy, he was like what I would look like if I were in an An Wes Anderson film. And then it was just like nothing. And he was like, I'm Hispanic. So dot, dot, dot. And then he put what I would look like in a Christopher Nolan film. I'm Hispanic. So dot, dot, dot. And he's like, what I would look like in a Tim Burton movie. I'm Hispanic. So dot, dot, dot. Wait, I love those. I see like, I see like people of color doing those for like a bunch of different like directors like Greta Gerwig and stuff like if I was in a Greta Gerwig film and then she's just like walking really far in the back she's like I'm I'm like a background character did y'all watch like exorcism movies because my grandmother loved horror movies right and I like whenever she was here I'd get really excited so I'd spend all the time I could with her right and I would watch horror movies with her and God, those scared me. I would have nightmares for days afterwards. <laughs> Dude, exorcism is terrifying. <laughs> Wait, I remember um, Juliana and I watched The Exorcist when we were like 15 or 14, and we wouldn't stop laughing throughout like the whole movie. I don't know how, man. I <laughs> Wait, speaking of um, scary movies, though, that like unlocked a memory in me. Um, basically, this movie led me to have hygiene problems for a couple years because I was so scared of the bathroom. I forgot what movie it was, but there was a scene where, like, the person was, like, about to wash their hands and then they, like, turned on the, like, the sink and then, like, just, like, blood came out and then they, like, looked up because they were shocked and there was, like, a person in the back. So ever since then, like, for a couple years, I was like, I can't take a shower. I can't step in the bathroom. So then I, like, had hygiene problems for a while. Until my mom was like, that's disgusting. I will literally, like, sit in the shower with you. But yes, I forgot about that. Wait, um, this is, like, unrelated again. But, um, like, in kindergarten, again, at my Catholic school, um, we, we were told that there was, like, Sister Sabina, this, like, this like um sister that died at the um school was haunting like the fourth floor and that she'd like haunt us if we were like bad or stuff so we'd always get scared and go to the bathroom in pairs because that was it was like what traumatized us in like kindergarten (laughs) wait when I went to when I went to private school there was also there was something called the forbidden hallway and like (laughs) And then, like, they were, like, you can't go into the forbidden hallway, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, it turns out it's just, like, a storage hallway. Like, all of the school just puts the shit that they don't use in that hallway. And I'm, like, what? Wait, I also Wait. had a bathroom like that. It was, like, Bloody Mary was in there. It's because the lighting in there was super, like, green and dark for some reason. Anyway, I ended up peeing my pants in there. <laughs> it's because i was too shy to ask to go to the bathroom until i couldn't hold it anymore and then i ran to the bathroom and then i didn't know what unbuttoning my pants was so i tried to just pull them down like as they were and it pressed against my bladder and it was too late and then i pissed myself right next to the toilet and it shaved me and then i had to go to the office with the soaked pants and tell them that i peed that was dramatic bro make it but I just don't quite do it it's like very metaphorical (laughs) wait when you guys talk about like triggering content you guys like it's like legit triggering but I was literally just telling Julianne like the most triggering content that I remember from my childhood was Thomas the Tank Engine (laughs) because there was this movie there was like a Thomas the Tank Engine movie that my brother really liked to watch, so I would just like watch with him like all the time. And there's like an evil train in the movie called Diesel Ten, and it has like a giant claw. On it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's a scene where he's like chasing Thomas and Percy 
through a dark tunnel and there's like flashing red lights and it's like really tense and there's like tense music and he's like yelling at them like diesel 10 is yelling at them and his claw is just coming to get them and that was literally that i had nightmares about that dude wait i i was afraid of um the spider that like I forgot what show it was from, but it was the one that people used to compare with uh, Jeffrey. Wait, no, was his name Jeffrey? Uh, James Charles. I think. Oh, you're... James Charles. Yeah, the, the spider. <laughs> I used to be scared of that. It used to scare me really badly. Bro, <laughs> I'm going to slightly change the topic away from traumatic childhood media. But did y'all? Did your parents, like, censor your stuff when you were a kid? And did that, like, shape the content you consumed? Yeah. yeah. My my mom was, like, really... Because my parents are really religious, so they really, like, vetted the content that I consumed. And, like, that's why I, like, didn't watch horror movies or, like, very adult movies or, like, movies with, like, sex in it um, growing up. And I watched National Geographic documentaries. <laughs> Bro, that's why your most traumatic childhood experience is Thomas the t- Train. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But, um, yeah, but I'm, like, not phased by horror movies, really. Maybe because, like, maybe, yeah, maybe it's because I didn't watch it when I was younger. Yeah, so I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of stuff. And we didn't have cable. Mm-hmm. So I was telling Julianne this earlier, but... Uh, before Netflix was a streaming site, I sound old as fuck, but before Netflix was a streaming site, they used to used to be able to like order um, like discs from the Netflix website and they would send like however many you ordered uh, a week. So we got two a week, I think. And then they would send you discs and you would watch it. And after you're done watching it, you would like return it and then they would like send the next the next thing in your queue, the ne- next content in your queue. So I just, yeah, I didn't have cable, and I just watched, like, cartoon. We would just order cartoons from Netflix. Wait, what cartoons? We would watch, like, Pink Panther and Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry and, like, Garfield Wait, and Wait, those are all my fave. Literally, it was so wholesome. A couple of days ago, uh, like, actually, a couple of weeks ago, my parents, like, came in. They're like, yo, guess what? And I was like, what? And they were like, we bought, like, this new... Um, bundle for like our cable and so that we are now able to watch like Boomerang and like Pink Panther and Tom and Jerry and like Looney Tunes and I was like hey those like those cartoons like yeah obviously they came out in like the 50s and 60s so they have very they have underlying political no not political but they have underlying like issues obviously but there's they're just so like dear to my heart those cartoons they relax me like they're I, I always get like relaxed watching them I used to love Tom and Jerry so much. Something about just watching them. Trying to kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> it just hits, bro. They have that they have that tension. Yeah. Tom X Jerry, hundred K enemies to lovers. <laughs> um, oh, and to add to the content monitoring, no. I had absolutely no content monitoring in case you guys haven't noticed. And not because my parents didn't care, but it was because like my mom worked from like 8 a.m. to like 9 p.m. So it's just my brother and I. So it'd just be like, oh look, the departed. Let's watch it. <laughs> when we were like that. No. And also like my brother was like six years older than I was. So whenever he found anything, he'd be like, yo. Like, you know how like when you like see something traumatizing, you just kind of like want to share it with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. yeah so every time my brother would watch something that would spook him he'd or like gross him out like whatever he'd be like yo marina look and i'd be like what and i'd look at it and be like okay yeah well i'm definitely gonna remember that till the day that i die uh, <laughs> i feel like that would be me as an older sibling. yeah but like my my older brother didn't do that because he doesn't like watching like vulgar things but i think that would be i, I feel like that'd be kind yeah. of funny no i definitely watched like most of the traumatizing content that i watched as a child was because of my brother <laughs> yeah thomas the tank engine was because of my brother <laughs> <laughs> like he was the creator of the show <laughs> um but um my so my brother's played video games like he became obsessed with video games from a really young age, like 12 or 13. I remember, like, my mom gave him his first Xbox. 
when he was probably like 12 or 13 and when he was like 14 he bought a the game called silent hill and silent hill is on its own like a really movie uh like it's scary like well not scary but it has like stuff that you just look at and you're like it makes you deeply uncomfortable um and like there was this part of the scene part of what am i talking about this there was this part of the video game where like faces would like come out from the wall and or like not come out from the wall but like the wall would like move and you could see like faces and it looked like somebody was trying to get out of the wall or like in the mirror you could see somebody behind you or like you'd get locked in your house out of nowhere and like stuff would start appearing in the walls and stuff like that and like uh i remember i would watch it with him when he'd play and like uh i think i have a higher tolerance for i have a higher tolerance for like roller coaster rides and for like scary stuff than my brother which makes a lot of sense because I was exposed to a lot younger than he was <laughs> so like I feel like I'm just disen- like desynthesized for the most part but I remember when he played that game I literally remember for like months like my mom and I would be like sleeping and we'd just hear screaming and it's like his uh nightmares were so bad that he'd wake up screaming and he couldn't go to sleep but he still played the game <laughs> Dude, why, bro? Yeah, dude, that game scarred my brother properly. Oh my god! (laughs) Wait, my parents um were like actually very strict in content. Like the reason I was able, like I wasn't allowed to watch High School Musical. Like I was only able to watch. Like I, I like snuck watched it when we were babysat, and my like both my parents obviously worked a lot, so. Like, when I was being babysat, like, my babysitter would mainly take care of my younger brother. So, like, I would have a little bit of freedom, like, between the time she checked on me. Because, like, my parents would tell her that I, like, sneak watch these things. And so she would have to check on me to make sure I wasn't watching, like, High School Musical and stuff. <laughs> like, I wasn't allowed to watch, um like, High School because of the dating, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> until I was 12 years old so yeah I wasn't properly allowed to have free reign of Disney Channel until I was 12 my my content was very closely watched but my brothers damn they have they have it all mm. this is kind of funny but not but like I grew up listening to Michael Michael Jackson's music a lot and like <clears throat> I don't think like like YouTube and google and all that didn't start getting like normalized and popularized until like i think like 2007 or 8 and like i know michael jackson so i was like a little girl and like i remember <laughs> i remember one time i would spend a lot of time on computers like when i was waiting for like my mom to get off work or like whatever i'd just like browse on the computer and play video games um and like i remember like when google image like when i discovered google images i was like oh <laughs> I was like, oh, like, I wonder what Michael Jackson, (laughs) wait, this is, but anyways, like, um, I was like, I wonder what Michael Jackson looks like, and, like, I looked up, like, Michael Jackson, this was, like, around, like, 2008 and 2009, so it was Michael Jackson, how he looked like in, like, 2008, 2009, and, like, I remember, like, obviously, like, it's not funny, but it kind of is, uh, but, um, but just, like, the way his face looked, like, it gave me nightmares for, like, a whole month. Bro, like, <laughs> that's so for like half a year after that, like I just I would picture him was just like that picture I saw on Google Images, and I couldn't sleep at night. Please. <laughs> oh my god! Honestly, wait, I still I think have trauma because to this day, like I can't like I can't look at pictures of like Michael Jackson and like to like it generally actually scares me. <laughs> Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I, I'm not, like, I know I'm laughing, but I'm genuinely serious. Like, there's nothing, there's not many, like, quote-unquote spooky things that scare me. But if you fucking show me a picture of Michael Jackson in, like, 2008 or 2007, I will probably cry. <laughs> Please. That's so why would you give me this weapon? <laughs> no, please. I swear to y'all. If y'all start sending me pictures of Michael Jackson with like invisible ink so that I don't know what it is. And then I just have to like, I like that I just keep telling you how to like trigger my buttons. <laughs> but yeah, I was really scared by Michael Jackson. Wait, what music did y'all listen to? Speaking of Michael Jackson. <laughs> I, I, oh. I oh sorry sorry wait I listened to Indian music until I was like eight or nine and then I was like 
I think it was like when I was 10, I was like introduced to Justin Bieber. <laughs> he was the gateway. Yeah, he, he, was, he was the gateway he was my drug. First, um, <laughs> he was your first. He was my first Western music. Yeah, so he's my first Western music. And I got really into him because of my best friend. And like to this day, I can still rap the verse of never have, never say never. Oh, <laughs> the best verse ever. Yeah. Here. Bars. It really bars. was. Real. Um, and then, yeah, and then in high school, okay, I'm just going to go through my entire morph morphology, I guess. Morph, that's not even a term, God. Metamorphosis. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I, um, in high school, I, like, started taking Spanish classes, and that's when I got into Latin pop. And, like, I always thought that it was Latin pop that got me into, like, the rest of the music. But I, like, was looking back at my childhood music, and I was like, dude, like, like, double music has such a good beat. And, like, Latin pop has, like, good beats. So maybe that's where I got my music taste from, like, thumble music from when I was a child. Because, like, I would listen to the same movie songs over and over and over again. But, yes, that is my childhood metamorphosis of music. Which, you like, flavor. I don't know why, but yeah. Frida saying Latin pop just, like, made me think of, like, actual Latin, like, what they speak. <laughs> like Donnie. <laughs> Wait, did you know that that song's actually a made up language? Wait, I thought it was in Latin. Wait, I read through the YouTube comments and everyone was like laughing because apparently it's like a made up language, so you'll never know what it. Oh my god! It, well, if you think about it, every language is a made up language. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Um, I think for me, my parents also vetted the music I listened to. But, like, not really. I just, like, wasn't exposed to, like, secular music until I was, like, older and, like, went over to my friends' houses and stuff. But, um, I listened to classical music because I played piano. I mean, like, obviously there's nothing wrong with classical music. And then we would also listen to gospel and worship music (laughs) because my parents are very religious. But, um, yeah, I think, like, when I was in, like, fifth or sixth grade... Mm -hmm. Um, I started listening to Taylor Swift, (laughs) but I don't even, I don't really even, like, listen to that much pop music now. I remember, like, after I got into Taylor Swift, I liked, like, um, Katy Perry, and I really, I really, really like Kesha. (laughs) Me too. Me too. But, um, I don't remember. I think, like, when I became an angsty Tumblr bitch, I started listening to indie music, and it just never changed. (laughs) Wait, yes, I am the same way, kind of. I have a, um, first of all, speaking of, like, Christian music, by the way, I also grew up listening to Christian music a little bit, like, on my mom's side. But did you listen to 91.1? I don't, we, I don't remember. When I listened to the radio, it was always NPR. (laughs) NPR. Wait, it haunts me because, uh, that is a Christian music radio station in Yakima, and, like, I'm, like, chill with it or whatever. Like, it kind of slaps. It's, like, a little, you know, like... In rock. Um, but... But... <laughs> they played the same five songs for my entire life. Like, <laughs> they've never changed it. I don't know why, but they've never changed it. And they still play the same songs. And it's haunting me. But, yes. So, uh, for a while, I was, like, I hate this music. Because they would just play the same songs over and over again. But my dad was, like, really into into rock, like, 80s rock. So I grew up listening to, like, Queen and, like, uh, Journey and stuff. And then um, I think that that is probably what, like, made me a, like, good. Like, I like guitars and, like, drums mm-hmm. in, the, in the songs. But then I also had, like, a pop phase. Which introduced me to One Direction. Hey. <laughs> I was like a hardcore fan for like ever. And then I also went through like a pop punk phase where I would listen to Five Seconds of Summer and then like All Time Low and like Panic at the Disco and like all of that, bro. And then like I remember I would like listen to it and then I would like wear my same black jeans every day. It was kind of gross, actually. Now that I think about it, and then I like bought black Vans because I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm one of them kids, bro. Like no one understands me. I love Fallout Boy. I love Sugar. We're going down. No one knows that song. No one knows Green Day. It's so under. 
and that is basically what, how I was when I was a kid with my music taste. Wait, I literally, I'm so glad you talked about that because I was literally just going to talk about how I remember how Julianne went through that phase. And like, obviously, I'm not like, I remember you going through that phase, but I went through like, like really similar phases. But like, I remember she would always wear like her skinny black jeans and like her black vans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. We peaked. We peaked. <clears throat> uh, I remember mostly, um, there's this really popular radio station in Mexico City, which is basically like, uh, you know how like in every like, um, place they have like a radio station that's for like pop songs or like popular songs and like other plus other. Yeah. So the station was called 91 point. Yeah. 91.3 alpha 91.3. And like, I grew up listening to that a lot and they always had like a lot of like, uh songs that were really popular in spanish like i mostly like for like the first like six years of my life i think i mostly listened to like uh popular music in spanish and then um my mom would always play alejandro fernandez like uh because that's like her favorite mexican singer so i grew up listening to him a lot i grew up listening to queen a lot i loved queen since i was little um shania twain dude my queen I grew up listening to Shania Twain because my mom would play her all the time. Um, then my dad liked to listen to The Doors a lot and, like, classic rock as well. I remember him specifically playing, like, The Doors a lot. I low-key hate The Doors. Uh, it's not related to how I feel about my dad. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Nobody thought that until you said it. <laughs> doors though because like my dad would play them all the time and then like at work like they put like a classic rock station and like 80 percent of the songs are like the same door songs and i just uh i hate the doors um anyways but um and like my mom like it was a lot of like christopher cross and like natalie cole and honestly my mom has like top tier music taste um and then when I was, like, eight or nine, my brother started getting more into music. I think one of, the, like, the first genres of music that my brother enjoyed the most was, like, death metal. Because he went through, like, his emo, like, I'm gauze. Um, so he listened to, like, a lot of, like, rock bands. So that's why I really like rock as well. Um, but I think, like, all of, like, my entire family listens to rock a lot. Um, and then <clears throat> my gateway into the Western world was probably well I mean I listened to Queen and everything but um wait it was probably this is really embarrassing and this guy is a piece of shit and I will say with my full chest but he was my first concert and like my first like Amer like white boy crush uh but because of Drake and Josh uh I really liked Drake um and not even because he was good looking just because he was like the hot one of the show so I was like oh you gotta you gotta like Drake right and like my cousins and I were obsessed with Drake and Josh so I started listening to his music a bunch and I remember like I bought like I got like a little mp3 that literally looked like a flash drive and on it like I had like Drake Bell and like Adele um and like LMFAO <laughs> Hey! Oh, sexy and I know it and party rock anthem legit defined me as a 10 year old like I would play that song at least once every day um dude I just I just had a flashback where kids at recess would yeah. sing it and we didn't even know what we were saying it would like shuffle oh also yeah. um, when I was like like nine in 2009 when lady gaga came out with her first album i was obsessed i like i would listen to like i remember my dad got it for me and i would i would like listen to that record like every day and then i relate to like what johanna said when i got tumblr i like i remember i was scrolling one time because i really liked one direction as well and i remember i was like scrolling one time and i kept seeing black and white pictures of this guy with like those like shirtless with like tattoos and i was like i was like ooh, is this what edgy cool kids like i want to be an edgy teenager and like and like I looked at the tags and it said the 1975 and I was like, the 1975 uh, and like I watched this like I watched Robbers I, I like the music video Robbers and I was like oh this is so angsty he like does drugs <laughs> like, I remember, like I bought my first pair of Doc Martens when I was like 14 and I would also like put music on and I put like the 1975 on I'm like I'm so niche nobody knows the 1975 I'm cool <laughs> bro I I, I like that you were that kind of edgy because my kind of edgy was like imagine dragons I was like everyone's going to die <laughs> I was like radioactive they know what's going wait on. I low-key really liked radioactive as well because like this is really like 
<laughs> cringe. But like, uh, I would like relate to it just because like when I like it was that song came out around the, around the same time when I started seventh grade and it was like my first year in American school and like I just felt so out of place and I was like yeah bro I'm radio <laughs> <laughs> wait also I really like do you guys know their song demons mm. yeah that, yeah that oh my bro, God. <laughs> I would like listen to it when I was like going to Seattle and then like there was literally like my childhood was great but like in my head I would be like oh this where my demons This where my demons. I would be like, oh my god, my demons, bro, they're in there. Bro, <laughs> oh, face. We should Loki talk about like cringe faces that we went through. This is like lowering my ADP. <laughs> I'm trying to like I went through like multiple, honestly. I'm still going through faces. Come <laughs> to me, yeah. Stay as well. Um, but yeah, I think, like, when I discovered, like, indie, it's when I was, like, at my peak, like, I think that was, like, my quote-unquote emo face. Also, like, when I was, like, 12 or 13, like, do you guys, like, like, when I was 12 or 13, like, 2012 or 2013, that's when, like, the scene kids were, like, the thing. But I didn't have, like, like, that's when I lived in Mexico, and I didn't have, like, all my clothes were, like, hand-me-downs, so no matter how hard I try. Oh, I remember, um... uh when i try to like be like did you guys wear like leggings like and like a skirt over and then like and then like turtlenecks with like long sleeves and like a shirt over like a pink shirt and then like really long socks with like converse and you were like this is a fit i'm dripping (laughs) 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 i'm clenching (laughs) wait I remember one of my signature outfits was wearing like like a crop top, but then it would be like really short, like kind of near my upper chest. And then I would wear like a tank top under it with like low rise jeans and then like Converse. And I was like, oh, I feel good. <laughs> that was Bro. also one of my outfits. <laughs> Dude, Converse were the OG like Doc Martens. Like when you got a pair of Converse, like pink, white, black, you're just like, yeah, I know. Like you're coming yeah. of age, like you're yeah, in. yeah, cool. and you're like riding doodle stuff on like them, and you're like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, bro. <laughs> There's no <laughs> one out there like me. <laughs> I'm not like the other girls. <laughs> Honestly, though, <sighs> bro. Wait, did you guys go through like a neon phase? No. Like a mustaches. No, it's just you, bro. Okay, I just wanted validation. <laughs> Someone else. Wait, continue please. the description of the neon. Perhaps. Uh, basically, it was like that Roar XD like stereotype. <laughs> where like, I basically oh like justice clothes because that's what I think of when I think of me. Oh, wait, I, 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 I did. Justice. I had a justice face too. But it was like basically like you were always like, oh, I love mustaches and the United Kingdom <laughs> and like. <laughs> And like the color, like glasses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the like the three D movie glasses with like the lenses poked out, and like suspenders. Was that with me? No, no, no. That was definitely a thing, but I never partook in it. I just stood for. I just like watched from afar. But I remember, um, so uh, in like uh, I think when I was like seven or six, there was a really popular um telenovela in Mexico called Atrévete a Soñar with like Dana Paola, and all of. Uh, all of the girls, like, they would wear, like, a school uniform because they were, like, went, like, a, to a private, like, school and it would be, like, a uniform. And they were, like, do you remember the converse that would go up to your knee? <sighs> yeah. I literally, like, remember one time, like, I used to be a huge Will Smith fan. And, like, I remember, like, one time I Googled him and I saw that he had, like, two kids and I saw that, like, he had, a, like, a daughter my age. And I was, like, oh, she must be really cool. And I, I, I remember this so well. And I, like, I looked up Willow Smith and it was, like, the Kids' Choice Awards, like, a photo shoot. And she was wearing, like, uh, pink Converse that were, like, pants. And I was, like, yo, she is it. She is the blueprint. She is the coolest person out there. <laughs> Bro. Bro, honestly... I think that true love was my mom not letting me get those shoes because I would have. That is a fashion travesty. Is that the right word? Tragedy. I honestly think, like, I wouldn't get them now, but, like, back then, I honestly think they slapped. Like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, they're ugly, like, whatever. 
I think like a I think they slapped honestly for the time being. I think they were cool as shit. Silence. (laughs) 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 Um, but I remember like uh because of the show, I would try to dress up a lot like the girls in the show. And um we oh god, this is so cringe. And they're like our audience is like they're like barely in Hispanics and like our audience, but um anyways, so um uh it was basically like ugly Betty but for like teenagers. And so like the main character had like bangs and like would always do her hair with braid like with braids and then like would wear like knitted like crocheted flower like things on her hair and like wear glasses and just look really nerdy and that's like the aesthetic I wanted to go for. <laughs> I remember wait bangs and I was like some boy's gonna fall in love with me because they're gonna look at the underlying beautiful personality that I have because I don't have anything for because I'm nerdy but he won't like the hot girl mean girl he'll like me because I'm nerdy and shy. <laughs> I don't I don't remember if this is accurate but I think like my style or like my my celebrity like like idol not idol just the person that I wanted to like look like or whatever was the girl from Bridge of Cherubithia. Oh my god. <laughs> you know? She was a she was a blueprint, honestly. I think wait, I think I don't know if this is even correct, but did she wear like fingerless gloves? Yeah, I always wanted a pair probably. Dude, that's why. I wanted fingerless gloves so bad. No dude, definitely. Like uh were y'all obsessed with like Avril Lavigne's aesthetic when like girlfriend was huge? Bro, yeah. Avril Lavigne. I remember. Let's oh, go through the phase two. Or um, remember when those like clip in like hair like things like you'd clip in and like it was like a bright neon blue or like a bright. Yeah. <gasps> I remember one time like uh I really wanted them and I think my mom or either either my mom or dad bought them for me and like I put them on. I think they were red and I just felt like like the baddest bitch i was just like mm. and you could totally tell it wasn't my hair but i would like braid it with my hair and be like yeah i dyed it <laughs> wait my idol was selena gomez she yeah i just i really loved her since like Wh- wizards of waverly place i feel like wait i feel like it's not a y'all's thing did you guys like selena gomez at all wait i loved wizards of waverly place and selena yeah. gomez wasn't Selena Gomez in your in your fan fiction? Yeah, bro. I liked her so much that I paired her up with Harry Styles in my One Direction fan fiction. She was the main. Uh, bro. Yeah, I don't know. My, I think I was really inspired by, like, the It Girls, like, It Disney Girls. Like, uh, Marat. Oh, you know who was one of my biggest fashion icons for a while? Uh, Victoria Justice and, like, in Victoria's. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, same. yeah. I thought she looks so cool. Um, probably I don't think uh Miranda Cosgrove that much, but the Disney girls like Miley, uh, Selena, and Demi. Dude, Demi in Camp Rock too. Like I <laughs> tried so hard to be like her. Like, yeah, I'm talking about. I don't want to talk about it, but wait, yeah. but yeah, say. like Demi in Camp Rock too. I was like, bro, that's the style. That's who I want to be. But yeah. I didn't have cable, so (laughs) I would like catch a glimpse of these celebrities on J14, the magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I used to collect those actually. Wait, was it J14? Yeah, it was J14. I would want the posters and I would hang them up in my room. I I was just like every night. (laughs) Not not aware of celebrity culture. Wait, I just had a really fond memory. I think one of the outfits I've ever worn that I was like, this is straight up like drip. Like there's nobody out there in the world that's dressed as well as I am. Was like, I usually always got hand-me-downs. Like my, I think the first time I bought new clothes was when I was like nine or eight. And my mom took me to like, uh, I think it was Sears. And they had, it was when like High School Musical was huge. And they had um, uh, like the cheerleader, like the Wildcats cheerleader outfit, and it was all like one piece. It was like a, it didn't have like sleeves, and then it was like a skirt, and it was red, and it had a little hoodie. And like I remember just looking at it, just thinking like, oh, whoever wears that would be like the coolest person. 
but I didn't even stop to look at it because I have the I, I was like I was probably too expensive or like whatever and then my mom was like do you want to try it on and I was like yeah I want to try it on and then my mom bought it for me and like, I remember like the next like the next time we had like a school event where you could like wear casual clothes because we had to wear, like I went to a private school so we had to wear uniforms but I remember like I wore it and I just remember and it was like when high school musical was like at its peak and I literally remember I was like I like slowly walked to like the spot where I had to be like just like strutting my stuff and like I literally remember like everyone's face is just like looking at me and I like swear to you I could like you're like people whispering and I just be like yeah but just take your picture now and I was Converse too and like high knee socks and I was like fashion i am the blueprint dude they were like vanessa hudgens <laughs> <laughs> bro i was dripping for real though i feel like like would you want your daughters to like watch that content because i feel like so many like so many of like young children tv like girl main characters were like pick me girls yeah honestly like i feel like i'm still trying to unlearn a, a lot of the things uh that i learned as a young girl through like uh popular media because it's like oh i have to change everything about who i am and i need to be like uh desirable in order to be someone who is like who can be loved by a man like uh because that's so emphasized and like so like much so like and like always like the, the the female characters like most of the time growing up it was always like oh you can't really be anything unless you're with a man who thinks you're worthy of of like of him like of being with him like it was never like oh uh like oh i'm a girl and i think that guy's worthy so am i gonna choose it was always like what the guy thought of you and are you good enough for the guy which is just hilarious to me um because you know men but yeah i feel like i probably wouldn't want like if I have kids um, and I have daughters. I probably wouldn't want, because it's just so hard to unlearn that. And you just, from such a young age, you learn to, you just, I feel like it's ugly because you learn that the only thing, like with at least the media that we grew up with, I feel like you learn from a young age that the only thing you can contribute is your beauty. And if you don't have beauty, then what do you have to offer? I like, I feel like I'm definitely, like if I have kids, I'm definitely like not gonna let them watch content with like white like de- only white people because I feel like that definitely fucked me up because I no, was like too. I should be white <laughs> wait yeah no that's so true but also like again like I said I think Disney okay I don't know if Disney is but I think like media in general is like leaning more towards diversity and inclusion and I know it's also like sometimes it's only like adding these characters in as side characters and not as main characters but I feel like shows like ne- ne- Never Have I Ever and like I don't know, like, Fresh Off the Boat, Kim's Convenience, like, they're, like, hentified. They're, like, moving in the right direction, and I'm hoping that'll, like, also be true for kids, like, by the time we have children or if we have children. Yeah, me too. What content, like, makes you, like, the most nostalgic for your childhood? Spongebob. (laughs) (gasps) Wait! How have we not talked about Spongebob? Wait, that's so true. (laughs) I think SpongeBob. SpongeBob. <laughs> I think. So. Wait, I'm afraid to say it now. SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, I think SpongeBob was probably what I watched most as like, and I remember like my brother was considerably older than I was, but like, not considerably, just like six years older than I was, and I remember like I would like sit down and watch it, and like he'd join me, and he'd be laughing just as hard at, as I was at the jokes. Dude, I love yeah. SpongeBob. Me too. Spongebob band, just, like, <sighs> such a good show. My parents Bro. were, like, convinced that I was losing brain cells whenever I watched it. Dude, but... babe. <laughs> mad. Like, he, she gets angry if, like, if she would, like, come home and I'd be watching Spongebob. She'd be like, quita esa chingadera. Estos pares estúpidos. This is the real me. <laughs> Bro, I think that Spongebob definitely shaped, like, 50% of my Dude, humor. Dude, 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 the band episode. Oh, I can't. It's too much. I'm feeling too many things all at once. Yeah, I honestly don't have words to describe how much SpongeBob has shaped me. <laughs> dude, same. I would watch it like every day after school. Also, it was kind of a bonding activity with my father because for some reason he also really liked that <laughs> show. So I would watch it with him sometimes. 
Wait, I just remembered that I wasn't allowed to watch TV on weekdays. Me too. I wasn't either. I wasn't either. And I was not able to watch TV after 6 p.m. on weekends, too. I just remembered also that I only had, like... I, I told Julian this earlier also, but I, I didn't watch that much TV. I was just playing Club Penguin. Like, I was wasting my entire life away oh. on Club Penguin. Dude, how have we not talked about Club Penguin? <laughs> Dude, I love Club Penguin so much. Penguin was, like, the first, uh, like, I don't know what I was going to say, but, dude. There will be none. N- no, no the amount of serotonin, man, that Club Penguin provided me with. Oh. Damn. Um, goes to the corner, puts sad face, three pennies approach. What's wrong? (laughs) Wait, Julian and I were talking about this earlier, but like, what, what, what kind of club penguin person, like, player were you? Because Julian was a LARPer. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what do you mean? Wait, like, for example. Well, part of it was, like, I would just go to the pizza parlor and then, like, talk to people there and pretend that I was, like, either a waiter or something else. But also, a large part of it was, you know how, like, when they when they were in the town, like, a bunch of people would be, like, come to my igloo for, like, uh, come to my high school igloo, come to my college igloo, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then, so I would go, and then we would all just role play for a, for a bit. But there was this one time... <laughs> I went to like this high school igloo one time and then um everything was fine and dandy because you know we're all like nine or ten or whatever but there were these two penguins (laughs) and like I don't know they just started flirting or whatever and usually like that's like normal or whatever they just send the heart back and forth and it's like whatever but these two people I don't know what they've been through or if they were just like 16 years old but they like started like being kind of explicit and then one thing led to another and then they were like in the closet and then and then they basically just like wrote smut like on the club penguin and then obviously like everyone could see because you know it was like from a top view and then it was just so traumatic but I think the funny part was that um even though we were all very uncomfortable like everyone else in the igloo we like didn't want to break our roles so then we would like waddle up to the door and then like type like asterisks knocks on door asterisks hey what's going on in there and then there would be people that like were pretending to be teachers and then they would like waddle up and they would be like hey open the door it's the teacher. <laughs> so like we didn't break <laughs> They were like, don't break the fourth wall. Yeah, no, bro. We may be all experiencing trauma right now, but we cannot break our character. You know what's another, like, funny Club Penguin memory? How old are you? 16? Oh, same. (laughs) Bruce! None of us were 16. None of us were 16. Wait, um, what would I do in Club Penguin? I, um, I like to buy, when I have my memberships, I, like, my membership i like decked out my igloo and i bought like all the puffles and then um i remember one time i was like flaunting around because i met rock hopper and candace uh and like i was showing everyone like my photo card like whoa did you actually meet them and i was like yeah i was there (laughs) (laughs) but um i think my favorite activities to do uh were like obviously going sledding with like friends that you made and i would also play with my friends like my actual friends a lot uh, making pizza, dude. Making pizza was the bomb. Uh, like, uh, if you had a business that you care about. <laughs> but you don't. So don't even act like you. Uh, but anyways, the pizzeria. And then, wait, you know which one was one of my faves? I don't think a lot of people... Well, I don't think... Or maybe they did. I don't know. But, like, the mind game. The mind game. <laughs> the mi- mind I love that game. The, the one where you're, like, standing on the Yes. Cart. Oh, my gosh. Wait, how could I forget about the dojo? Dude, that slapped so hard. I dedicated my life to the dojo. Dude, I was like, I'm going to be a black belt virtually. (laughs) Like, every element before I stopped playing, uh, like, fire and, like, water. But everything changed when the the Fire Nation attacked. (gasps) Avatar. I can't. I can't talk about it. Avatar literally actually shaped my my young years, though. Dude, same. I loved it so much. I also had a fatty crush on Zuko. Dude. And I watched it. Wait, see, that's the weird thing. That's what I told Julianne because I also had a crush on Zuko. 
for the listeners, I just finished watching Avatar a week ago, and then I don't have the words to describe how much I love that show. Um, but I told you the I was like, it's already quote unquote awkward to have a crush on a cartoon character, but it's especially awkward when that character is sixteen years old. <laughs> Wait, we should talk about cartoon crushes as like as like little kids. Uh, Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom, mm. bro. Wait, Jake Long, the teenage dragon what what is his name yeah <laughs> bro dragon the jake with long. like the green yeah, that man i actually never had a crush on jake long and then wait i had a fatty crush on uh robin from teen titans oh, oh i also <laughs> wait never mind that just story. took me back oh my god i just that just took me back i, I forgot about teen titans dude i used to love teen titans I... oh teen titans robin did you guys have a crush on any, like, Disney characters? I had a crush on Sitka and Kanai from Brother Bear. Mm. Wait! This... Um, Actually, I don't want to share it yet. I'll share it a little bit. Wait, I, um... Wait, are we talking about real people or, like, no, cartoon crushes? Cartoon cartoon. I had a crush on Patrick. Wait, I didn't really have cartoon crushes. Like, I just really liked American Dragon Jake Long, but, um... I guess, like, my crush in Disney was, like, oh, God, what was that name? guy from High School Musical? God, what was his name? Roy? Was his name? Exactly. No, no, no. It was, it was, he was one of the side oh. ones. Oh, um. Corbin. Corbin? Is Corbin? that his name? That's his, name. That's his real name. But, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Corbin's, oh, my gosh, he was also a huge crush. I never liked yeah. him. But Corbin, I was like, Corbin's really attractive. Wait, yeah, I he I that's was so in love funny. with him. <laughs> Wait, that's why I wanted Dude. to watch High School Musical so much. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to risk it all for Corbin Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Um, you know, like Corbin Blue, Corbin Blue's Wikipedia page is the most like translated across languages page on Wikipedia. Like, I don't know. Why. As That's iconic. Yeah. I know, dude. I love that guy. Where is he now? Wait, we can talk about just like childhood crushes, if not for. But the cringy thing that I was gonna say, like, wait, somebody call me a furry for this. But uh, I had a crush on, and I was talking about this with Julian because I feel like this is the same character across like many series. But did anybody watch The Lion King too? Yes. I had a crush on Kobu. <laughs> dude, honestly. Honestly, like, wait, when I remember you first told me that before I watched the movie, I was like, bro, you're tripping because I, he's a lion. But then I watched it and asterisk silence. <laughs> <laughs> bro, he's kind of fine. Like, I didn't, like, maybe I am a furry. <laughs> if anybody if anybody who's listening to this relates, please leave it below in the comments and subscribe. <laughs> wait. We're 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 opening up to a new audience. The <laughs> if there are any furries out there, Wait, listen, it's like the same character across, and it's always the character I have a crush on. Okay, first of all, listen to this. Okay, three characters. Let's think about three characters: Kovu, Zoku, Zo- Zo- Zoku, <laughs> Zuko, and Todoroki. Kovu has a scar on his eye inflicted by a parent. Zuko has a scar on his eye inflicted by a parent. Todoroki has a scar on his eye inflicted by a parent. Uh, Ko- Kovu had family issues and he was like meant sent to like he was raised to like go out and kill the main character. Zuko was like his whole like thing was regain my honor by capturing the avatar. I don't know that much about Todoroki actually, but they're like the same character, and I'm sure there's more out there. But I feel like there's a script that like writers like when they're just like, I'm just gonna write like an edgy character that like people are gonna like. Like it's always like some sort of scar. Oh wait, and the dude from Naruto, he also has a scar and is like edgy and has like the puffy hair. But <laughs> but yeah, I feel like this is like a reoccurring character that like a bunch of people always have crushes on. Wait, that character type has definitely been my favorite throughout my childhood <laughs> or like it is the common occurrence with like crushes for some reason i guess i like the them edgy boys <laughs> edgy boys <laughs> i have a crush on uh you know how i was crushing on when i was watching um avatar uh the lady from bossing say uh who like shows them around <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought you were oh. gonna say Uncle I <laughs> I also thought you were oh gonna say Uncle Uncle dude after he works out and he gets all ripped. Mm. Ten out of ten Cairo. <laughs> He's a buff daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah and I talked about how like uh, May was like the like the typical like goth GF. Ah, uh, bro, I love that show way too much. Bro, you know who's my daddy? Who? Doctor Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Doctor Dude, you know why? Do you know why Doctor Doofenshmirtz's back was like crooked from carrying that whole show on his back? <laughs> Dude, wait, wait, was it Marino? We just talked about like Baljeet and like the 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 subtle the <laughs> subtle curry traits like haircut, which is like shaved on the sides and like with the chain and the black shirt to be like a, a basic ass brown boy. Dude, how have we not talked about Phineas and Ferb? <laughs> Phineas and Ferb was dude. Beautiful. I love that show. Perry the Platypus. Wait, uh, I love um. What is, it's like it all started when I was born. Both of my parents did not show up. <laughs> or like when he had that story with like that balloon being his only friend, and it was like this entire like was it a movie or was it like was it like an entire episode dedicated to him finding the balloon? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Doctor Doofenshmirtz was the balloon. dude. <laughs> Bro, he really right. Wait, he also follows the the type that I had a crush on. Maybe he's like... <laughs> Dusted at the fact that you just said that. <laughs> Bro, don't you think? No! He was like that edgy type. <laughs> he's not edgy! He's a loser! <laughs> Wait, he was inflicting the he trauma was a dad. on dad. <laughs> I'm crying! <laughs> uh, we're such a cool duo. Wait, Candace what? and Vanessa? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, bro. Dude, they really are. You're busted. Wait, dude, every single song in Phineas and Ferb is such a damn. Wait, yeah, Gitchy Gitchy Goo Band. <laughs> damn, that dude, that song slaps. Or like, uh, I ain't got rhythm. Because I ain't got rhythm. No. I ain't got rhythm. Wait, you know what's one of my favorite songs? When Candace uh, has the broccoli allergy. <laughs> Those boys are evil. <laughs> Wait, also, like, was the squirrel in my pants? Yes, I was <laughs> Yeah, bro. Dun, dun, dun. Squirrels in my pants. <laughs> squirrels. Squirrels. Bro, Phineas and Ferb slaps so hard. Mm, I'm black. I don't know why when you were singing, it just reminded me that I watched Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> we, I, did, I did too, bro. I watched all three in theaters. <laughs> Wait, I was a fan. Weren't you guys? Yeah, I was. I've, I was like, this is the peak of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude i thought it was the peak of music dude, <laughs> no, i was like nobody will ever sing as well as <laughs> like who is Whitney houston <laughs> celine dion no alvin. alvin did you guys watch kim possible or lilo and stitch <gasps> because kim possible oh. is Loki, I could still probably rewatch it. I enjoyed that show a lot. Bro, I loved Kim Possible. Wait, I wanted to be like her Me so too. bad. Actually, I think she was the woman who I wanted to be like Me the too. most. Also, like, unrealistic body image, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah. They really they really made her look like... Yeah. I don't know what the an hourglass. Is. But like an yeah. hourglass without a middle... <laughs> oh. Um, Lilo and Stitch, too. I don't know. I love that movie. Wait, Loki, I forgot, but my favorite show, I'm pretty sure, listen, like, I want to be pretentious and say some other cool show, but I think that the show that has, like, defined me the most and the one that I've rewatched the most and enjoyed it the most every single time I watched it is Malcolm in the Middle. I love Malcolm in the Middle. I That show, like, defined me in so many ways and, like, the humor. Wait, like, yeah, I think... I would like to be pretentious and say something like Breaking Bad or I don't know, but um, which, hey, same same actor. But yeah, I think like Malcolm in the Middle is definitely like I've rewatched that show so many times and I don't know why, but that show was like so comforting. Same! Like Loki, when I'm like really anxious and stressed about something and I watch Malcolm in the Middle, I'm like immediately like realize 
Wait, what if we what if we end it since like we mostly talk about like our childhood shows? What do you, what like show do you think like shaped who you are? Oh, Malcolm in the Middle and SpongeBob. Wait, yes, I think mine is uh, Avatar and SpongeBob. Oh. Mine is Avatar and Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Oh, War. dude, dude, you, Johanna has taste, TM. Um. For me, it's probably the Harry Potter series mm-hmm. and word, um, uh, probably like Sweet Life on Deck, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh no, no, no! I take that back. Wizards of Waverly Place. If you like what we've created here today, make sure to subscribe for weekly episodes and connect with us on Instagram at Rolling the Dice Podcast.